Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Come on, let's glorify the Lord in this place. Come on, isn't he awesome? Come on. Why don't you tell him all about it? Come on. Up here for me, thanks. It's a little too low when you sit on the floor, thanks. (laughs) At least while I'm standing up here, if I was down there. Well, awesome. Come on, how many of you guys are excited? Come on. See, God's on the move. Yeah, come on. You might not see it. You might not feel it, but... Even when you don't, he's still working. That was your chance. Yeah, that's all right. Well, come on, you're going to get it. Hey, uh, can I uh, share just a couple of pictures with you guys this morning? Caitlin, would you mind um, showing those to the guys, the ones we had on Wednesday? Uh, And while she's putting this up, um, you guys may have noticed that we're um, doing a lot of changes around here, and that is because of um, your faithfulness and generosity and because of the vision that God's given us, um, this is what the church is going to look like uh, on the outside. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited um, because what this tells me is that um, the Lord is doing a really amazing work on the inside of us. And um, we're really stretching our faith and expanding our vision. Uh, this is going to be our new and improved ladies room. Yeah, I know. Right now we're down to two stalls for the entire uh, church. Um, we still haven't got the guys' restroom. Hopefully we get that. There's no picture for it. But she said it's coming, so I believe that. Um, this is going to be our outdoor uh, back kids area. That's going to be completely private, fenced off. You can see the fence down there at the end. With grass, we're going to have a little outside area. And then um, eventually we're going to use that end of the building down there um, that you never go in because it's trash and chaos in there. Um, a nice, beautiful fence. going to look really nice on the back there, because um, right now it just kind of looks like nobody, nobody lives here, that nothing happens. People have driven by this facility and building for, for a long time and not known anything. But eventually, down there at the very end of the building, we're going to uh, have a really large seating area. Uh, it'll be a multi-purpose room. Um, on Sunday mornings, we'll use it for actually children's church. That area that you're seeing back behind the church where the grass is at is going to be um, for our little babies and then the, the toddlers as well. So the little babies obviously won't go outside, but the, you know, the toddlers, you know, we're going to have a, a beautiful play area out there. It's going to be private and secure for them. And then, um, yeah, down there, we're going to do a lot more too. And so I just thank you so much for, for believing in us and for sticking with us. And um, ultimately, obviously, like all glory goes to God just for his faithfulness, his generosity, his, his grace, his mercy. Come on. For everything that he's done, he's been faithful through, through everything, through all the storms, through all the trials, through all the, um, the chaos, the isocanes and the hurricanes and the sycocanes. You know, everything just seems like a, like a, like a big, big uh, storm and trial. And uh, for those of you who are uh, new here, or, you know, maybe you missed last week, we are in the middle of a series called Marks. Do I have any uh, Mark people in the room this morning? Yeah, yeah come on. You yeah, I just thought a shout on Marks. Come on. This, is, this, is, uh, this, this should be for everybody because the reality of this is that when we see Calvary, when we see the cross, when we see the blood of Jesus, that should mark you. In a, in a way that, that nothing else in this world, nothing else in life can, can do. Because that blood is a representation of your worth. Not to, not to tell you um, your worth is not, it doesn't come from, from what you can do or from what you don't do, from what has happened to you or what hasn't happened to you. Your worth comes from that, that precious blood that was spilled on Calvary, that, that testifies, that speaks a better word, that, that says you, you are marked for a purpose. And first and foremost, the purpose that we're all marked for is, is to be children of God. 
And that right there ought to free you. That, 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 that right there ought to, ought to just set you free and just make you holler and shout. But I think so many times what happens is we, we can glaze over this. Come on. You know what I'm talking about because it's like, oh, well, you know, we grew up in church. You know, we, we live in the West, uh, our Western culture, so to speak, here in America. And, you know, we're, we're more religious in name than we really are in truth. Because a lot of times we do, we go to church, we read the Bible, we pray prayers. And this is not to, to step on anybody's toes, although if this is, if this is offensive to you, then, uh, then um, take it to heart. But all, all that to say that um, there's more. There needs to be more. And so this series about being marked ought to revitalize you and, and revive you. How many of you guys like revival and, and believe we need revival in America or maybe revival in your home or maybe you, maybe in your job, in your workplace, you'd say, man, my coworkers, their mouth needs to be revived. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, it's a sibling or a parent, a mother, father, daughter. I don't, I don't know where it, where it is that you, you look around and you say, man, I, I believe that, that God wants to bring revival there. Well, hallelujah. I believe that too, but I believe that unless revival starts here in us, in our hearts, then I think we're really missing what this is all about because being marked isn't about how we can share with other people about how God has a call for them. And, and, and you know, you could go off into all sorts of things as far as that, that goes. But I, I believe that at the core of, of this and everything that, that we should live from is, is that relationship with God, the recognition of what it actually means to be a son, a child of God, a daughter of God. Amen. There's more. You just ought to, you ought to touch somebody. You ought to tell somebody, elbow, elbow bump somebody. Let them know you're marked. God has chosen you. He's called you for a purpose. There's more for, for you. That was pretty weak, but you know, that's okay. Well, you're going to get there today. So last week, if you missed this, and for everybody who is even here, uh, one of the most important things that we need to understand, and we're looking at the story of, of Saul and David, the prophet Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 16. You can go there in your Bible. We'll get there in just a moment. Um, but one of the really important things that we looked at was that the, God is concerned about the heart of the matter. He's concerned about your heart. Tell your neighbor. It's about your heart. Hello. And then he wants to make sure that, that your heart is in it, and that you are um, absolutely just sold on tending to your father's business. So the, the, one of the biggest things that we're going to make sure that we're doing, especially here and now, in this season. Somebody say here and now. Here and now in this season, one of the most important things that you and I can be doing is absolutely tending to our father's business. And the way we're going to do that, are you ready for practical steps? You ready for, are you ready for the, the key that's going to unlock your, your potential, your, the success that you've been looking for, the something, something that's been missing? Do you want to know what that is? Do you want to know why, why maybe you don't feel a, lo, a little uh, unfulfilled where you're at or, or, or you're frustrated? Anybody been frustrated this week? Hello. Come on. There's a, there's a lot of things that frustrate me throughout my day. You want to know one of the most important things that you and I can do when we're talking about caring about our father's business, it's spending time in his presence. We talked about this last week, and I think this is very notable because David is not just a king. He's not just somebody who lived, but he's a type and shadow. He's a type and shadow of who was coming. His lineage actually from David, King David, Jesus came from his lineage. And so he's a direct descendant of this line. And he is, and of course, upon this, his shoulders and his government, there is no end. And so when we look at the life of David, we're seeing types and shadows of what Jesus and who Jesus is, what Jesus represents and who he is. So when we look and we see David about how he was always spending time in his, his father's, uh, attending to his father's business and spending time in God's presence, it was, it was, um, a big note to me and that I pointed out to you guys last week that God was always with him. And we recognize that when we go to the New Testament, don't we? God showed up when Jesus spoke. I was uh, reading um, through, through a book and they were talking about referencing a, a certain part of scripture. When Jesus spoke, it said that he spoke with authority. Hallelujah and amen. I'm glad that there's authority in the name of Jesus. Come on now. We're talking about the name that's above every other name. We're not talking about, well, I'm going to figure out all these steps. Listen, before we go any further, let's, let's, not, let's not add anything to or take anything away from 
the majesty and the greatness of who we're talking about. Come on, can we reverence and honor the King of Kings in this place? Come on, he's worthy, he's holy, he's, he's set apart. There's no one like him. And so we're, we're not just here talking about just a seminar, about something that sounds good, about another church service this is gonna make me feel good. If you don't get this, if you don't, if you don't get, go ahead and come to the edge of your seat, get, come, to, come to the end of your knees, you know, as you lean forward, and recognize that there, there is a reverence to the, even the mention of his name. Are we talking about Jesus this morning? Just the mention of his name. All of heaven and hell comes to attention. And so when we talk about Jesus in the New Testament, we look at not just the man, but the son of God who laid down his life. We're talking about, um, you know, just taking communion, right? He laid down his life for you and I to have a relationship with a father, and we see Jesus doing this. And I love this. I love, I love that Jesus is, is the exact representation and the image, the model for each and every single one of us. I love Jesus that I'm the way. And, and so it, we don't have to make this harder than it has to be. Oh, come on, you ought to just, oh, that's, there's freedom there. There's freedom in just following Jesus. Come on. And so... Going back to David, we see David with God and God with David. And then what happens? We look at Jesus. He went away to, in the morning to be with God. And then later he speaks with authority because God is with him. Yes. Come on, I'm giving you secrets here. Yes. This, is, this, is, this is free and easy. All you got to do is just set your alarm a little bit earlier in the morning. All you got to do is just, you know, turn off Netflix, you know, quit binging. <laughs> All you got to do is, you know, uh, just sacrifice your time a little so that you can get his time a little because he's available always. You just have to draw near to him. Okay, am I talking to anybody who's marked in here this morning? Come on. So this can't be just about what a feeling is. The foundation of, of being marked can't just be about what we do or what we don't do. The, the, the secret is not just found, well, I made sure that I prayed this morning. Uh-oh. I read my chapters of the Bible. But were you obedient, though? God, God doesn't desire sacrifice. He wants obedience. That, that mercy that, that stems and flows from, from that mercy seat. And I get it. I, I get that there is a, a, such a big tension and conflict in what we do or don't do. It challenges us and causes us to come to a confrontation with the inner me that doubts, that denies, that rejects, that, that war, right? The battle between our flesh and our spirits that would try to say, but, 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 you didn't, and, and remember when. But what does the blood speak? What does that thing that has marked you say? I've called you higher. I, I, I made you, I knit you together in your mother's womb. I set you apart from birth. My, listen, if you're here today and you're dealing with stuff, hear, hear God's word through me now. He's not done with you yet. Oh, well, I haven't done this. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm this old. I'm not that old. You know, there, there's, on every side of it, come to terms with, with what God's speaking to you. And maybe you're in this place and you're like, I don't really know what it is that God's speaking to me. Go spend time in his presence. And, and just do that right now. You ain't got to listen to me another second. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me and hear what he would be saying to your spirit. Because he's here. Hello. Come on. Let's just thank him for his presence. Just, a, just for a moment. Come on, we love you, Lord. Just tell him today. Thank you, God, that you're, you're present. Come on, God is present. He is our ever-present help in time of need. The Holy Spirit is here to be your helper. Come on, are you needing counsel this morning? He's here. Come on, are you needing help? He's here. Come on, the physician is in the room. He's here. Come on, you ought to just shout about it. He's here. Your breakthrough is in the room. He's here. He is your ever-present help in time of need. Do you need a, a, a moment? Do you need some silence? Do you need something on the inside of you? 
It's available this morning. By faith, you ought to just thank God right now. Before you see your breakthrough, before you see that money, before you see, you know, that turnaround. Come on, why don't we just thank God for just a moment? I dare you to shout before the walls come down. I dare you to yell about it and just give God some glory in this room. Come on, let's exalt that name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's glorify the King of Kings. Come on, is anybody worthy? Is anything more precious than our King? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get it. I get it. It's hard. You think, well, nothing's really happening. We're just shouting. We're doing, we've been doing that since we got here. <laughs> See, but this is your part to play. Oh. Oh, you've been waiting on God. You. you mm. Let's talk about that, huh? No, no, no. All right. I got to get to it here. Thank you, Lord. He's on the move. I see him. I see him moving. Angels are here, guys. Angels are here. Come on. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Come on. He's holy. Holy, holy, holy. You might be asking what I'm doing. We're just waiting on God right now. We're not, we're not, we just, we just gonna, we just gonna adore him in the waiting. He's so good. Oh yeah, come on. I said he's so good. Whoo, I can feel the glory right there. The glory. You see, there's something significant about when a king comes in the room. Whoa. (laughs) The word, God's word teaches us this. God's word teaches us this in Philippians, that he's been given the name that is above every name. But it's important for you and I to live in in a, a posture of reverence to that name and to the person, the person who bears that name. Amen. The king, he's here. And I believe to to so many of us, to all of us today, he's saying like, I, I choose you, like I love you, I want you, I've made you for purpose, I've marked you. I've made you in my image so that you can, you can go and bear my name to the nations. Come on, we're talking, we're talking about uh, revival. We're talking about the answer that, that, that can change everything. Not, not just a, a, a feel-good message. We're talking about hope, hope that never runs dry. The hope of glory living on the inside of you. And I want to speak to the hearts and minds of, of those who would be within earshot today, who would say, God, I'm listening. I'm willing. I'm available. All you need to do is just give your yes to him today, each and every single day, and he'll use you. You might think, you might think in, in the mundane is where you're missing God, but I believe that it's, it's in those moments where, where courage, strength, character, integrity can be built. My, my only point to you today, and we're in 1 Samuel, is that when we're marked, we become answers to problems. Let's go to the word in 1 Samuel. It says, some of Saul's servants said to him, and this is after King David has been anointed. So come on, you ought to just say, I'm anointed. When, we're, when you're marked, this is, what, this is what being marked is about. It means that God's anointing has come upon your life because he's chosen you for a purpose. But there's a process to your purpose. First, our purpose is gonna revolve around caring for what God cares about. We're gonna tend to our father's business. 
And then we're going to spend time in his presence and we're going to follow the, the breadcrumbs. We're going to follow the one who is the way because there is, there is a position, a place or a palace, however you want to hear it today or wherever God's calling you. There's a place where God's calling you to operate and have, have a sphere of influence. I believe that there, there is no Christian, there's no believer, no follower of Christ. Come on, we're talking about the anointed one, follower of Christ, that God is not called to have influence in the earth. And I don't have time to get into that, but let's keep that up there for me. Thanks, sorry. I'm getting back to it. But David's been marked, but he goes back to the pasture, and now there's a problem in the palace. Somebody say problem in the palace. Go back to verse 15. Saul's servant said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Okay, really quick, I just want to teach you, teach you a little bit of doctrine this morning. Somebody say doctrine. We need to understand that darkness and lightness cannot coexist. This means when we hear that God is good, come on, amen. God is so good. All the time, God's good. We have a challenge here reading this, that a tormenting spirit from God is troubling King Saul. Do we not? There, there's, there's a conflict with the doctrine of God being good and God spending a tormenting spirit. So let's just expound on this for just a second. Let's remember the context of this story. We're talking about King Saul, who has now been living a life of disobedience. What do you think happens when you choose to walk away from God? Let's, and, and, and before you answer that, let's ask this question. What happens when we remove the presence of heat and warmth from the earth? What happens to our world if there's no sun? There is darkness and cold, which ultimately is going to be death. Nobody likes being cold. Come on, babe. You know, what, you know what's up. You hate being cold. A louder amen from you for that. She's like icicle toes in the bed every night and pray for her. Okay, so let's pay attention to the context of the story and recognize the truth, the absolute truth of who God is as good and understand that when we see that a spirit from God is troubling Saul, we must recognize that it is Saul who has chosen to walk away from God and now the spirit that has come in is because only the presence of goodness has been removed. And so it's not that God had sent the spirit, but God is sovereign over all things. So the recognition of God's sovereignty, his absolute omnipotence and omnipresence, his allowance for the spirit can read for this way. So if you have any more questions, take them up with Pastor Howard Cameron. He's our lead teaching pastor. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Next verse. Next verse. There we go. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. And some of you need to hear this. You just need to, you need to quit listening to your music and turn on some godly. I'm just, right now. All right, next verse. Keep it on. Play it in your house. Play it in your car. Send it to your friends and your family. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. All right. Uh, oh, 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 next one. Go ahead. So one of uh, the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's son from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he's a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. Pause. Remember, we're talking about David, and we're not, and, and in contrast, referencing Saul, David is listed as a man who is after God's heart, and we recognize that in 1 Samuel 16, 7, that God said, I'm not about what you see, Come on. It's not about what we can see with our eyes, which is why you need to continue to be praying. God, open my eyes. Give me ears to hear. Let, give me a heart to know. I need to, I need to see and understand the things of you Amen. because it's about the what? The hearts. It's about the heart. Next verse. says, the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse. Send me your son David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded of bread, wineskin full of wine. And... Uh, David went to Saul and began serving him. And Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. So let's talk about a couple of different things. Because when we're marked, we're going to become what? Answers 
to problems. And I think a lot of us as followers, as Christians, we like to, you put that up there for me, that point? Thank you. as, As followers of Jesus, we like to help people. I think a lot of people like to live this way. We like to, we like to solve problems. We want to, um, about to get on you. We want to feel good about ourselves. Uh-oh. Come on now. I, a lot of times, and I'll just speak for me. Maybe, the, maybe you're a lot better Christian than I am. I believe you are. A lot of times I like to solve stuff because I want to feel good. I'm just telling you how it is. And so there's an issue with Christians and believers wanting to solve problems. And I know that because of all the Facebook and social media wars that take place. We out, we out there telling people how it is instead of just loving them where they're at. Oh. Maybe I need to... We like to tell people how it is instead of just loving them where they're at. You see, Jesus, he loved people where they're at. And I think a lot of times it's like, well, we get, they're being religious, right? Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe it is that a spirit of religion has come on the inside of you. Ooh. And so that's why you're like high and mighty. Watch out. Okay. So a couple different things that we need to pay attention to here when it comes to uh, being problem solvers. Say, I'm a problem solver. I think we, what we need to ask ourselves is, how can I, right here, right now, where I'm at, how can I be more influential where God's placed me at right now, right here and right now? Because what we see happening here when David goes to the palace was that he was already solving things where he was at. Yeah, yeah the, the pasture was muddy. It was nasty. It was, it was scary. Come on, what are we talking about? Lions, tigers, bears, and oh my. Yeah, he killed, he killed them. Not the tigers, but the lion and bear. It was smelly. I mean, it was uncomfortable. There wasn't air conditioning out there. And, and maybe you're in a place right now, your family and friends, and you're like, I know God has called me to that, right? And so I'm gonna try and figure out how I can be a problem solver. Like, I'm gonna look at the palace, right? And I think that I know the right agenda. So I'm going to make sure that I let all my friends know right where you're at, what they need to be doing. You see, you see the issue with that. That instead of, instead of just loving the people around us where they're at and trying to be a better father, mother, brother, sister, cashier, janitor, teacher, EMS, you know, wherever you're at, how can I be a better representation of who my father is here and now? We want to, we want to try to address global warming. Well, God hadn't called you to that sphere of influence. You think, you think you, you know what that, you know, the issue with BISD, you're not even a teacher. You don't even go to the, 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 the meetings. You want to talk about them? That's not love. Being an answer to a problem means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eyes and my focus on what God's given to me. What's, what, what has God placed in your hands? What's the thing that you're good at? Oh, I'm not, I'm not good at anything. Go, go, go be in his presence. You need to, there's another thing coming from his presence. There's fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. Psalm said this, he said, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires of your heart. Maybe you don't even know what the desires of your heart is. You think that all these things that I've been trying to do, and this is why, this is how you know that, that you, you, you might be off a little bit. What you've been doing has been frustrating you. When you're, when you're in a place of frustration, you're, you're off. So we got to go back to the last thing God's told us and spend time in his presence. Center, center on the thing that, that is most important, right? Our ministry is not to those around us first. Uh-oh. It's to him first. And then from his love and adoration for me, I pour that out to others. So being an answer to the problem is not being a, a skilled problem solver. And I, I'm proof of that. I haven't gone to Bible school. 
get the hard, uh, the, the school of hard knocks. <laughs> I thought I'd hear a louder amen from that one because I'm like, I know a lot of you. <laughs> a lot of us, we go to that school. It's okay, it's okay. I'm not here to step on your toes. And that, that's the thing, is that there's a lot, of, a lot of us are in here, we're unqualified. By, by man's standard, by man's measure, you don't have, and you, you, you are not on paper what should fit there. But David, ruddy, smelly, caring for sheep, was destined to be king. We got to get this, guys. There is a position that God wants to get you to. I'm so serious. There, there are, are things and people that God has, things for you to do and people that God has called you to reach that will change the world that we're living in. And, and I'm hearing obedience is that big key. And so we've got, to, we've got to believe this, that you and I have been placed on earth for such a time as this because God has called us to be answers in a world full of problems. I believe that. Do you? Do you believe that, that God's plan A as a church, you and I, you ought to, you ought to just grab your phone, look, look in the mirror real quick. That's me. Somebody say, that's me. We are God's answer to the world. Do you remember what, and I mentioned this moments ago, that, that the hope of glory lives on the inside of us? Why, why, does, that not, why does that not cause us to, to come to life in a deeper way? Is it because there's, there's some doubt and some conflict in that? I know for me it is. And so, and I, and I said this moments ago, but you can write this down. God hasn't called us to fix things. He's called us to love people. And I don't believe that God would have called David to the palace to serve Saul if his heart wasn't right. And so the place that God is calling you to go, you just need to fix your heart here or now. Because I can promise you there's going to be spears thrown later. If it weren't true, the Bible wouldn't talk about it. And if you, if you need more for, on that information, you need to read 1 Samuel because there's plenty of problems in the palace. But what is the thing that God has given you right now? Where are you at now? Not where, where has God called me to be then and there? Where am I at now? Ask your neighbor, where are you at? And so, um, so when we start here and now, we're going to, um, We're going to be excellent at the things God has given us. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Remember how Saul is in the day, Saul, David is in the pasture worshiping the Lord like night and day. Like they knew he was a worshiper because that's what he did when he was in the pasture. Do people in your life where you live, where you work, where you go to school, do they know that you're a worshiper? See, God wants to move you into a place of greater influence, but I believe that worship is one of the big keys for us to be elevated, for God to, to cause us to go into the position where he's anointed us to go. But will you worship now? Let's just go back there real quick. It said, verse 16, or verse 17, find someone, this is 1 Samuel 16, 17, find someone who plays well and bring him here. They're asking, who, who is that? One of the servants said, Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented heart player. Why do you think they knew that? You, you don't just get labeled a talented heart player on accident. You don't just get labeled a worshiper on accident. You don't just get labeled a lover of God, a Jesus freak on accident. Come on, where are my Jesus freaks at in the room? 
God has a design and desires for you, what? To be a worshiper in spirit and in truth. Because those worshipers are the ones that can bring revelation to those around them. Because why? We recognize, we recognize that God has designed us, he has marked us for worship. Worship him. When, when, listen, when worship becomes your sole focus, the adoration of Jesus becomes your highest priority, everything shifts and changes. And we see this in the life of David because he was invited. Somebody say invited. He was invited to the palace. Because why? He was excellent at what God has given him. Well, I'm not a musician. You don't have to be a musician to worship God. You do have to be talented to play an instrument, and you can learn. We've got great musicians who can teach you. Plug for Andrew. He's a great teacher. Um, But but all you need need is is a voice. Check your... uh, All you need is a heart. It's a beating in there. All you need is you're breathing, you're alive. (laughs) Then you can worship God. Somebody say, I can worship. Come on, you can worship. You can worship right now, right here where it's hard, when it's smelly, when you've gone back to it, and you're like, you're like, you're like trying to, you're like, I know that this is my palace. And God's like, you need to get back there. Because why? It's when you tend into your father's business that he can invite you. It's not about you getting the invitation. Quit, quit putting in the applications. Just stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Stop, I'm serious, stop it. <laughs> Would you want to be invited? Be a worshiper. All right, next point. Where are my, where are my, where are my problem solvers at? I got, any, I got anybody who's a problem solver in here? Come on, somebody say, I'm marked. When you're marked, you become an answer to a problem. Watch this though, because when David was invited to the palace, he didn't get on the throne. He served there. He served God's, he served, excuse me, he served Israel's king, somebody who wasn't even anointed. Maybe you're, maybe this is you. Maybe you're in a place right now and you're like my leader, my boss, you know, my mother, my father, my sibling, whatever, like they don't deserve to be served, right? Hello. You know what I'm talking about. You're like, man, if I was in charge, Ooh, you better watch out right there. If you ever, when it comes to the point where you, you're thinking and you're trying to think, I know better than them, and when I, that's pride right there. And you know what happens before pride? Like, <laughs> you're going to be like, just like that. You're going to fall off. You're going to fall down because pride comes before a fall. Yeah. Think y'all got that illustration? My head. <laughs> My head got it. So when, when, when we're marked, we become answers to the problem. We worship where we're at, right? We, we, we take the thing that God has given us. Maybe, maybe you're not excellent at writing. Maybe you're not excellent at, at, at teaching. Maybe you're not an excellent musician, but you can get there. You can be that thing that God's called you to be where you're at. I said you can be that thing that God has called you to be where you're at. Don't wait. Listen, you want to know another big secret? Don't wait for your moment. David was never going to the palace if his heart wasn't right. Because what happens up here, right, in a position and on platform, is just an elevated thing. You're seeing, you're seeing in me, what, we're seeing, what we saw in David was someone that he was at in the pasture. You recognize that. The, what you, the person that you are behind closed doors, the people, the, the, the people that can do nothing for you, the way you treat them, that's who you really are. My honor and my respect for people that, that disrespect me, I'm the anointed, I'm the king of Israel. I've been anointed by God. And I'm going to go serve someone who's not anointed? Boy, you better watch out. That's my throne. That's pride. You've been called to the palace. I'm on my way. That's pride. God invited him there. 
by, by a king, he was an answer to a problem. We've got to get this. We've got to get this. God is calling us to be answers to problems each and every single day in every area of our lives. We ought to be presenting answers everywhere we go because Jesus, the hope of glory, is living on the inside of us by his spirit. The Holy Spirit, the same spirit, hello, don't glaze over this, guys. The same spirit. Genesis chapter one, the spirit of God was working on the earth. Jesus said, let there be light. He was working. He was there in those moments. He breathed life into Adam. He was there. He breathed life onto the apostles when Jesus came. He said, I breathe my spirits into you. Receive life now. He was there. The same spirit that brought life back into the body of Jesus and caused him to come back to life and now be seated eternally at, at the right hand of God. The same spirits that, that, that caused all sorts of things to be done, mountains to be moved. Come on, things to be shaken and stirred. That same spirit that delivered people. Come on, that same spirit is now living on the inside of you and me. Will you let him? Will you let him uh, help you to be humble? Oh, you didn't want that one. We want, we want an elevated platform. Will you let him help you work through the problems that you want to run away from now? Come on, I'm, I'm not talking to anybody who's marked in here. You're feeling frustrated because of something God has, maybe he's called you to. Now, I know I did say a little bit earlier that, that, that when you're in a position of frustration, you need, you need to refocus. But sometimes we feel frustrated because we don't want to pay attention to the thing that God has called us to. Other times we're paying attention to the wrong thing. So there, there's, there's two sides of that and there is to pretty much everything in life. So it's just something that we need to recognize and, and know our importance of being a grandma, being a grandfather, uh, of being a mom, being a dad. Um, gosh, there's just, there's just, um, there's so much to be said about that. Because the world needs you. I, I need you. Your neighbors need you to love them where they're at. Don't judge them where they're at. There's no shame or condemnation. There, there shouldn't be in Christ that judgment. Don't let that spirit of religion come on you where you're judging people because they, they wrong. Don't do it. Tell your neighbor, don't do it. God needs you. He needs you to be who he's created you to be. My, my last point to you today is, is about the anointing. Because I believe the thing that really set David apart, one of the big things that we see from God marking him, and we see the anointing, right? We see that present there. But the anointing is something that you and I have, have the ability to, to set aside. I really don't know that I understand the anointing very well, but I, I believe by the Spirit, you're gonna get what God has to say to you today. Because we, we see that the attributes of, Je, uh, of David are listed off as a talented heart player, a brave warrior, a man of war who has good judgment, and he's a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. But I believe one of the bigger things that really set him apart, and I talked about his heart of worship, and we see that in Jesus. We, we talked about how he was a skilled musician, about he was really excellent at what God had given him. Are you excellent at what God has given you? If you're not, keep, keep taking care of that thing. Stu you know, stewardship is such an important attribute within the kingdom of God. Maybe, maybe you're not the best father or mother. That doesn't mean you can be one day. You know, failure, I, I, I like to bring failure with me everywhere I go. I know it's not comfortable. I, ha I, I hate failure, but I love that when I fail, it's an opportunity for me to get better. And I, I believe David had a lot of those opportunities the same way that you and I do. It, it, the question is, what will you learn from them? Or what, will, you, will you let life knock you down and, and keep you down because I failed? 
Are we going to listen to the heart of our father more than we're going to listen to our failures, the rejections, the denials? Or are we going to let those things keep us confined? Can, can, can we keep God in a box? You can. You absolutely can by, by your ability to not believe what he said about you. The only thing stronger than God is your will. Your humility changes everything. God draws near to the humble, but he resists the proud. Do I got any humble people in the room this morning? I believe David sensed that. That's why he he kept going back to the pasture. He said, I don't want the palace. You think if David wanted the palace, he could have got it? I don't know. But I think there might be a little bit of things that stand to reason. He had an opportunity to kill Saul. He was already anointed to be king. Take the leader out. Do it. Spread and gossip about them, about what they're doing that's wrong. No, 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 no. Honor. Humility. Obedience. And and, and the number one thing here is that ability to tap into the anointing. And I I said I was going to talk about that because I just see that so much in David. I, I don't believe that he was, he was sent for because he was a skilled musician, right? Listen, we could pay skilled musicians to be up here, but do you think they know how to tap into the anointing without going there before? You need to get by yourself, come on, and be with God. He will anoint you. He will mark you. He will send the people to invite you. They'll call you. You'll be like, how did you get my number? I, they don't want, they won't even, I, I know of stories where people have received phone calls. God has given them that, fo- that, that phone number. You don't need to submit that application. They could call you. Keep going back to the pasture. Keep being excellent at what God has given you. Keep, keep honoring. Keep staying humble. Keep serving. Keep loving. Keep giving. And when you have nothing else, when you're so dry and empty and, and all of your problems, all, all your solutions seem to be falling flat on your face, fall to your knees and watch God show up. Come on. Watch what God can do, what you can't, when you tap into the anointing. Would you pray with me today that God will begin to move supernaturally here and now? Come on, all over this room. Let's just lift up our our hearts and our voice to God. Come on, God, would you begin to use me? Come on, tell him today. Come on, if that's that's your prayer, come on, say, I'm marked. I'm marked, God. I believe you've marked me for your purposes, for your intention, God. I believe that there's, there's still more for me, that you're not done with me yet. Come on, for, for each and every single person, if that's you, I need you to lift up your hand real high. Come on. Come on, I see hands going up all over the room. Come on, meet me down at the altar if that's you. Come on, prayer partners, come on. If that's you in this place this morning and you need to receive prayer, you believe that, that there is something stirring on the inside of you. You're not sure how to tap into it. Come on, come on, if that's you, come meet me at the altar. I wanna pray with you. I wanna pray for you. We're gonna release heaven on you this morning. Come on. Would you worship? Come on. If you need prayer, come on. Come on. Don't miss this opportunity. You need to be down here. Come on, let's worship. Thank you, Lord. Come on, they're still coming. Come on. Let's worship. Come on, guys. Press in. Come on, don't leave here the same. God can move here and now. You don't have to wait for another day. You don't have to wait for another moment. Come on, let's stand and worship all over this room. Come on, let's declare this by faith. 
Come on, a miracle can happen. Come on, a miracle can happen. Come on. Come on, you ought to just say, that's me. I'm a miracle in the waiting. You ought to just say, he's here. Come on, he's here. Touch your heart. Touch your chest. Come on, he's marked you for his purpose. Come on, if you need prayer, come on, don't miss this opportunity. I believe God wants to move. Miracle. Come on. A miracle can happen. Why? Do you believe that? Come on, he's here. He's here. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, he's moving. Let's worship. Let's worship. Come on. Forget everything else that surrounds you. Come on, tell him today. Fill my heart, God. I want to be changed from the inside. Tell him today. God, we need you. You're the reason. You're the reason, God. Come on, each and every person under the sound of my voice. Let's just say in an attitude of worship to our Lord and our Savior, to our King of Kings. If you're in this place and you need prayer, I believe that, that we are in this place because we need prayer. We need the assistance and help of God. Come on, do we not? We need a miracle. We need the supernatural to be evident in our life because God has called us to go from here to there. He's called us to be world changers. He's called us to be problem solvers. He's called us to be answers to the world around us that's dying, that's broken. Come on, is that you? Do you, do you believe that God has called that for you? Wave your hand at me, anybody. Come on, thank you. Let me bless you and pray for you as we, as we go and dismiss you guys. That God would move supernaturally on your hearts and your lives. I pray for your bedrooms for your closets, for, for your beds, for open to heaven. Come on, if you want to receive that, you just need to have hands open, arms open. Receive from heaven this morning. The anointing is present to break every yoke of bondage. Don't believe the lie that you, that you are supposed to be held back because of what disqualifies you. Don't, don't believe the lie of rejection that other people have, have declared over your life. Don't believe the lie that of age over your life. Don't believe any other lie. Let's step into the truth. God, we believe you've chosen me. Come on, somebody say, I'm marked. We're marked for your purposes, God. We give you our yes. Come on, tell him, I will, God. I will, God. I will. Come on, tell him, I will. Whatever the cost. Don't pray this unless you mean it. Come on. Whatever the cost, God, I will. I choose to surrender now. Come on, tell him. I surrender all to Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. All to Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him, I give my all. All to you, Lord. We surrender. We surrender all. We surrender all. We surrender all to you, Jesus. We surrender. Come on, lay every weight, every heavy burden. Come on, if you're in this place and you feel heavy, don't miss this. Come on, come, come on. I wanna, I believe God wants to set you free. Does anybody need freedom from heavy burdens? Come on. He wants to free you. Come on. 
I release the love of heaven over you today. God bless you with the love of heaven. Let your, let your lives be filled with his love. I prophesy and declare they will be as you choose, as you surrender to his will. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, a miracle can happen now. Let's declare that. A miracle can happen. Come on. Let your faith arise over your friends and family, over your workplaces. Come on, let's see God moving in those places, in your homes, in your family, in your heart. A miracle. A miracle can happen. Come on. One more time. A miracle. A miracle. Come on, do you believe that? Come on, let your, let your ears hear you saying that. A miracle can happen. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle. A miracle, a miracle. Why? I believe the Spirit of the Lord is here. He's moving. Come on, if you've got to go, I understand. Oh, it's all around, it's all around. Spirit of the Lord is just the voices, just the voices. A miracle can happen now. Why don't you join hands with somebody next to you? Come on. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the evidence is all around. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, a miracle. Come on, let's release that over our friends and our families. Those right next to you, come on. It can happen for them. Come on, what do you believe in God for? Let's press into that for what they need, for their friends, for their family. Come on, let's see revival break out. Let it start here and now. Come on, thank Him. Begin to thank Him. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, thank Him that He's here. Thank Him that He's there in those hard-to-reach places. Thank you. Come on, come on. Begin to tell Him, thank you, God. The places where it looks really dark, He's showing up. Oh, come on. I said the, the, the places that you really need breakthrough. Come on, if you're in this place, you need financial breakthrough. If you're under a heavy burden and a heavy weight, I see God shifting and moving as we declare by faith, a miracle could happen. Come on, a miracle could happen. The problem solver is there. He's there. He's working through you. He's working through your family. He's working through your humility. He's working through your obedience. Come on, begin to thank him. I dare you to shout about it. I dare you to give God praise in this house. I dare you to break free and run. Come on. A miracle. A miracle. Come on, we need it. We need you, God. In Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, that's for you. I know you're watching at home. You need a miracle. God is moving on your home. He's moving on your house. He's moving on your family. Oh, I said the Spirit of God is in this place. Right here, right now. He's marked you. It's not because of what you've done. It's not because of who you are. It's because of who He is. Hey! Oh, come on. I dare you to shout about it one more time. Come on, can we give God glory? Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on. Thank you, Lord. Just tell him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are using me. Come on. Just tell him. By faith. Thank you, God, that you're using me. You may not see it. You might not feel it. Thank you, God, you're using me. As a father, as a mother, as a grandmother, parent, teacher, whatever it may be. Come on. Thank God he's using you. 
Those moments where you don't feel them, the mundane, that's the one that, that really matters. Man, come on, let's, let's go. Love God. Come on, one more time. Let's start over. So when I say let's go, you say love God. All right, ready? Let's go. Love people and lead well. Come on. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week. We love you so much.